Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Borbis Pod coming to you here after a week four loss to the Cincinnati Bengals. Your Miami Dolphins suffering their first defeat of the season as they lose to Cincinnati on Thursday Night Football 27-15. to and a game that's obviously overshadowed by the uh, the unfortunate loss of Tua Tungavailoa, who left the game in the first half, uh, suffering a concussion and what was uh, you know thought that at the minute that maybe it would have been something worse. Um, and the Dolphins fought hard after that. They uh, they had a chance in this game to uh, to take the lead late. And uh, Teddy Bridgewater had a uh, uh, a late interception, and um, Cincinnati responded to that by getting a touchdown, and that was about all she wrote from there. As they get their uh, record back to 500, the defending AFC champions, and uh, you know we, we can get into some of the game, and, and certainly there were uh, you know some interesting moments from this Dolphins team. I thought that Teddy Bridgewater, you know, had a valiant effort in what was a really really tough situation and I thought that we uh had a great game from Tyreek Hill you know this Thursday night football is I think out of this is is going to be the thing that uh I'm most pissed at because I just think that these games are typically trash and we've really we've really are, are squeezing so much juice out of this football that we love so much but um we'll get into all that uh later on let's start off getting into the important stuff which is the health of Tua Tungavailoa who took a vicious hit and was basically suplexed and it was interesting because I didn't like you know it didn't quite comprehend at the time like what was happening to him in real time he kind of just saw like the hit happen and immediately they go to a close-up of his hands, and you can see, like, his his fingers are all, like, some are straight, some are, like, all, in the, and I'm, like, thinking to myself, like, initially, like, did Tua, like, break his fingers? Like, what the hell's going on there? And it's like, no, like, you, you, you all come into this, this spot where the worst that you could have thought happened, the worst-case scenario of what could have happened to your quarterback had just happened on the football field on national television in front of everybody. And there's going to be a lot of debate this week about 
and, and and a lot of people pissed off this week about whether or not the Dolphins fudged injury reports or were willingly negligent or overlooked some things to allow their quarterback to play. Because we all saw last week Tua take a hit, stumble and wobble, go back to the locker room, come back, and we kind of forget all of it because he had a big-time ballsy throw, the Dolphins won, and then when you win in football, everything is peaches and cream. You you kind of forget about it. But I said this leading into the game, and I said it on this podcast. I said it on my other broadcasts that I don't think it would have been the worst thing in the world for the Dolphins to sit Tua this week. Now, I get it. It's Thursday Night Football, and we all want the storyline, and the storyline for this game was absolutely Tua versus Joe Burrow, and that hearing the coach even speak earlier in the week where he was saying, well, Tua's got not only a back banged up, but he's got an ankle banged up, and we'll see if he's able to go. I was like, oh, well, that kind of sounds like things aren't going to be so great with my quarterback who has to play in three days um, but then you heard Tua talk and the idea, the, 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 the mood shifted and it went to, I'm going to play this game. I'm going to do whatever it takes to get out there. And I think that when people are going to be really pissed off, there's going to be a lot of hands that are in this. And I do think that this idea of the player wanting to get out there and suit up and he knows this is a, a do or die year for him and a big year and durability has been a question for him in the past. I think all of that stuff plays into this, this this barbaric, crazy sport that has people playing with fractures in their back and busted ribs and busted ankles, and you uh, are given all of this pressure put on you to get out there and suit up, and if you stink up the joint, there's no reward for it, really. Uh, you have to not only be tougher than anybody else, but you have to be tougher than anybody else and perform. And I thought that this was one of the rare occasions that the Dolphins were in a position with Tua where he clearly, okay, let's say he didn't have a concussion. He clearly wasn't himself. He acknowledged after the game that his back was jacked up. Um, the coach had said that his back had him like Gumby, the uh, claymation character who could morph into many shapes, for those of you who don't know who that is. Maybe an old reference. Um and going into this week, the Dolphins really had this rare opportunity to take on a Bengals team, put Teddy Bridgewater out there, and just let Tua rest. Like, get him the type of treatment that he needs to get this back issue put away. And I thought that you saw a quarterback today who didn't quite look like himself. He was missing throws that he doesn't that he doesn't normally miss. He had a terrible underthrow, which uh, you know you knew before this injury happened that all the pundits were going to get crazy over because of the interception that he threw trying to get the ball to Tyreek Hill. He didn't look like himself. Yeah, he also had a drop pass by Chase Edmonds, but the guy did not physically look all the way there. And I thought that the Dolphins and him and 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 whomever decided like the best idea is he's going to bandage up and and toughen up and do whatever he can to make this game happen. I thought that was kind of a stupid decision because you're already 3-0. This isn't a divisional game. 
It's a quick turnaround. You had Xavier Howard who was dealing with some things. J- Jalen Waddle who were dealing with some things. Xavier Howard couldn't finish the game. We know Teron Armstead's been dealing with stuff all season with that toe. Seems like he's always dealing with something. But the worst nightmare scenario happened where you had a quarterback who nobody really believes wasn't concussed last week. You know, national or independent arbiters or independent neurologists or whatever they want to throw out there. Um, it was enough for the NFL Players Association to launch an investigation and say, hey, we don't think this was all on the up and up. And now part of that I do think is like, yeah, the people there's there's pressure. Tua wants to get out there. He wants to go in for his team. He's an he's a insane competitor. But that's kind of where like all of this stuff stems from is that these people who are more competitive than many of us can even relate to and are willing to put their bodies through things that we're not quite that we can't quite comprehend on an insane level they will do whatever it takes to get back out there on the field whether that is lying whether that is you know being able to fudge some tests or whatever and you know for this to happen on a national stage to a guy who's very famous and has you know a lot of things surrounding him all the time everything that he does is a debate now you have the situation where he gets his back busted on and he does suffer a concussion even the coach admitted that this time around um mere days away from a time where he couldn't even stand up in the middle of the field and so you know, the Dolphins are going to come out there and they're going to debate this and, and, and and you know, the fan base is going to come out here and defend the team. And there's going to be a lot of people yelling at the Dolphins and a lot of people wanting, you know, somebody punished for it. Somebody has to pay for this. You're going to get a lot of that. And it's it's going to be, it, you know, it's going to be a tough, it's going to be a tough couple weeks for the, uh, for the, uh, for the Dolphins to deal with this man. Because you had a lot of NFL players out here who saw that reaction and said that he should have been playing. You had stars from other teams saying that he could have been playing. You said you saw national analysts saying that he should have been playing. And it's 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 gonna be a rough look. I think it's gonna be a rough couple of days here for the Dolphins to have to deal with this storm of Tua's injury. Because we all have eyes, dude. We all, you know. It, and it, it it just didn't smell right from the moment that it happened. It was like, okay, cool, balls. You were able to get through this. You were able to maybe this. And look, I'm not saying one concussion. I'm not a neurologist. I'm you know maybe this was a mild concussion that Tua suffered. You know, I see in, in fighting all the time, guys can have flash knockouts pop up, get get and and get back into a fight. And there are guys who are knocked out cold. There are different levels to this game, but I do know that a lot of the times mild ones can lead to big ones. And so, yeah, Tua had a little bit of a weird situation where a guy shoved him. He landed on the back of his head. Maybe it wasn't like the most vicious hit in the world, but it was enough for him to be wobbly and wasn't able to sustain himself. He could call it a back. You know, they can sit here and say it's a back injury. Fine. But maybe it was one of those that was just... A little bit, maybe it was back with a little bit of this messed up uh, on the side of it, 
and he was left himself uh, prone to another. I don't know. I'm not a doctor. All I know is he clearly wasn't physically all the way right. Head, back, whatever the hell you want to say. And the Dolphins putting him out there in that spot was stupid. It was a stupid thing to do. And now you wonder, like, all right, when is he uh, when is he going to be back available? When should he? When is the responsible time for him to be back out there? Um, you know, as he's getting carted off that field and everybody just looks stunned and shook. And you're wondering how the hell are they supposed to play a football game? He's not really moving anything as he leaves the field. McDaniel's talking to him. Everybody looks upset. And then they finally get a tweet from the Dolphins at halftime that he has been moving uh, his extremities, which was unbelievably great news. And then you get news after the game that he's going to fly back with the team, which is more great news. But even if they avoided disaster here, the Dolphins, I think, needed to look at the situation of this season and what they were going into here and should have took care took better care of their player. You know, they 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 do this all the time during the preseason where like, ah, you know, I heard this all the time, protect these players from themselves. These guys want to be out there the super competitive, but you got to limit their reps. And it's like, you know, well why aren't we doing this in week 4 where you're off to a 3 and 0 start and you're asking this quarterback who's jacked up all over the place with his back, his ankle, maybe his head and you still are going to he he's obviously going to push to play. But I think those are the times where it's really upon you, and I think it is upon you know Mike McDaniel as a as a first year head coach who has been nothing but roses and and uh, and praise this early going. I do think that's upon him to tell his quarterback, you know what, maybe we should not do this. And you know the unfortunate thing happened. Mike McDaniel was obviously uh, getting the business from some reporters after the game. And uh, here is a little bit of the Dolphins head coach. Yeah, otherwise we would have reported him having a head injury. I mean, that's that's why the NFL has these protocols. Um, and there's not, like every single NFL game that is played, um, there's an independent specialist that specializes in the specialty of brain matter. So, um, yeah, the, um, for me, as long as I'm coaching here, um, if there's any... Uh, you know, I'm not going to fudge that whole that whole situation. If there's um, any any sort of inclination that someone has a concussion, they go into the concussion protocol, and it's very strict. Without without um, yeah, if people don't vary or stray, we, I, we don't mess with that. Never have, and I, as long as I'm the head coach, that will never be. Um, an issue that you guys have to worry about. Well, I mean, like, look, again, I'm not sitting here thinking this is like varsity blues and Mike McDaniel's getting on his walkie talkie and he's like, is too okay? Give him some smelling salts. Do whatever you got to do to get him back out there. Um, And I do think that in a lot of these cases, I do think it's it's player driven. I do think that these players do whatever it takes to get out there, especially a guy like Tua who has a lot riding on this year, has a lot riding on things for, you know, his future, his long-term future, his family, all that type of stuff. I think he knows it's a heavy stakes, high stakes year. And for him to go out there Monday, uh, Thursday night football against the quarterback that, 
you know, was the number one pick over the year where he was supposed to be the number one pick where he has this, uh, you know, this uh, this this devastating injury. And, and Joe Burrow kind of took all his stuff. And so I, I don't I don't I don't look at this as some like, you know, thing where Mike McDaniel is like, yes, Batman. Meh. And he's just, he's just trying to make, you know, evil decisions to lure Tua to play out on the field. I think it's just but I think that you're kind of a willing counterpart in all of it if the player really wants to play and is going to do everything he can do to play and this early in the season it was a stupid thing to do it's you know it's it's very much like you know Justin Herbert taking you know you can't miss a game to maybe give his ribs a little bit more rest uh in these situations and he goes and gets lit up by Jacksonville a little bit more because he's not half the quarterback that he is and I and I think you know Tua did not look like himself today he did not look like the guy we had seen in the first three weeks he was very clearly compromised and by the way admitted this week that it was really hard for him to to throw the football that it it was going to have a big effect on the type of player or, or, or the type of way that he could play probably and you know this is the result of that. You have a uh, you you have him unfortunately getting uh, slammed on probably a body part that was already vulnerable, whether it be his back or his head. Um, you had a you had a player who was not nearly at a hundred percent viable to go and take those types of hits and be in in that type of uh, physical game. It, it's uh, it was really unfortunate, and it's and it's going to be uh, it's it, the Dolphins are going to get dragged for this, and you know I get it. The natural thing for a fan base is to be like, these are all the things that one, two, three, all they have to go through. It's like, all right, well, this is what they say, though, guys. We don't really know. I mean, this is a this is a team. This is a a a, a sport that has done a lot to hide a lot. And I think that when we can all see something pretty obvious with our eyes, um, we should all just be a little bit smarter on what the right thing to do is for those players. Because they, from my standpoint, the Dolphins allowing Tua to get his way to go out there and play was the wrong thing to do. Even if he was the biggest driving force, even if Tua wanted to kick and scream and do everything he wanted to play, because I probably think that was a huge catalyst for this. I think Tua is tough as hell. I think he's been through a lot of shit with his, you know, injury past and everything that has happened in his career so far. And I think that he wanted to do everything that he could to to put. He wants to put every narrative to bed this season, you know. But I, I thought the Dolphins did a disservice by letting him go out in the field. I thought that was a dumb thing to do, and. Uh, no, the worst case scenario happened and it folded in front of all of our eyes. We'll take a quick break here on the Porvis Pod. We'll do some final thoughts on the game, um, which do feel very secondary after all this. But they had a chance to uh, to go to 4-0 and they come up short. Porpoise Pod swims on after this. Porpoise Pod swimming on here after the Dolphins' first loss of the season. Um, overshadowed, obviously, by the injury of Tua Tungavailoa, who he was uh, hurt concussed uh dropped on his uh dropped on his uh his his back on a pretty nasty hit and uh, had to be stretched off the field so uh, we are hoping for a speedy recovery for the Miami Dolphins quarterback 
Uh, Tyreek Hill, he tweeted out after the game, respect to them boys in the jungle. Let's get back to work. Prayers up for Uno. Tyreek Hill had a really nice game today. He uh, he finished the game with 160 yards receiving on 10 catches. Had that 64-yard bomb. You know, those were... Looking back on this game, you are going to kick yourself a little bit on... Even without having to... Uh, you know, Teddy Bridgewater had some moments. Uh, certainly set up. Raheem Mostert was really impressive on that last drive. That set him up for good spots. But, you know, on that Tyreek Hill bomb to him they weren't able to punch that into the end zone and then with the uh with the 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 drive they were starting up they could have taken the lead teddy bridgewater throws that interception miscommunication between him and mike gasecki who against to be uh tends to be pretty limited in uh what his effect has been in this offense um it was a it was a crushing interception and the bengals kind of just uh stuffed it down your throat that is a uh, really, really talented receiving core between T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, and Jamar Chase. You know, they've all had monster catches today. T. Higgins had a long of 59. Jamar Chase had a long of 56. Tyler Boyd had a long of 43. So they all made big plays for Joe Burro, who finished uh, 20 of 31, 287 yards, two TDs, and uh, gets himself the victory in there. I will say those uh, those Bengals uniforms, sweet as hell. But, you know, again, seeing like uh, some of the reaction on social media from this uh, from this whole Tua situation and, and people who are, you know, trying to uh, be very mad at the Dolphins. And look, it's it, I think it's it's one of these things where it's just it gets it, you're upset at what happened. Obviously, you never want to see a guy, especially, uh, you know, you want to see you don't want to see any player in the situation that Tua is in. But certainly. You know, I think a guy who has got a lot of this fan base rallying behind him, and to see again, um, maybe this season be put on on uh, on hold because of a you know a, a really really crappy hit was uh, it, it just sucks. Connor Williams, the Dolphins' uh, center, uh, said after the game that Tua was completely fine, able to play coming off Sunday's injury in Buffalo. It was a freak accident and a bleepy situation. And he uh, said that the Dolphins medical staff is first class. That is from Jeremy Fowler's uh, Twitter account. And look, you know, maybe he was, you know, maybe he was completely fine. Uh, Was he 100 percent? I mean, like, listen, he was on the injury report all week. He clearly let's not say that he was completely fine. Okay, he wasn't completely fine to play in this game, even if protocols were what they were. The guy came in with a banged up back, a jacked up back. And I don't even think this comes down to me thinking the Dolphins were nefarious in this and that they were willingly negligent with Tua. But I do think that they had a quarterback who was not at his best physical form. And I think that always leaves you susceptible to to being vulnerable to, to, to pretty gnarly stuff happening. And I think that's what sucks most about it is, yeah, like, yeah, part of it is probably bad freak luck that happened. And that's true. You know, that 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 just because the uh, the Dolphins didn't do anything willingly wrong, which I don't think they did. It doesn't mean that maybe this is something that probably should have been avoided by their quarterback not playing Raheem Mostert. He tweeted out after the game. That was a tough one. We'll bounce back. Let's continue to praying hand on number one 
So everybody uh, having the support. And I do think that Mike McDaniel made a great point after the game where he goes like, look, if anybody ever questioned what Tua meant to his teammates or how he is as a leader, that was uh, very evident with how hard that was for, you know, seemingly everybody to kind of get back into the flow of things and how people were acting after that game. It very clearly uh, it it very clearly shook them up in a big, big way. Um, As far as this loss, like, look, I I think that for them to be put in that situation of losing to and have Teddy in there, you know, Teddy is a he's a okay quarterback. I thought that, you know, he did some, you know, he did Teddy Bridgewater, did some good things, had that one big play to Tyreek Hill. Um, But also, you don't really trust him when you're in the red zone to go throw touchdowns and, you know, he'll throw a stinky pick every now and then. You know, if they have to go a long stretch with him at quarterback, I don't know what the success rate is. Now they are going to a much easier part of their schedule if he does have to go out there and, and be your quarterback. But, you know, I, I, I continue to be uh, unimpressed by by some of the things that uh, that Teddy Bridgewater is bringing to the table right now. And but, you know, I can't expect uh, – he also, what do you expect? I mean, he's your backup quarterback. Um, I think the thing that's disappointing is, like, even if all, even with all that being said, like, you were in a pretty good position to, to take that game away from Cincinnati the way things were going for them. Defense had some really, really good stands in uh, some short yardage situations. They came up and were forcing field goals time after time and again against the Bengals, and that was very, very impressive to see. So even though the uh, the score may not dictate it by the end of it, and you saw some of the big numbers that they were able to put up, I do think that they the Dolphins put themselves in a position to to, to take this one, uh, uh, and that's being dealt an awful situation with Tua's injury. And uh, they definitely had their chances to be four zero. They definitely had their chances to be four zero. Um, you know, the biggest thing is that's the concern after this is the injuries, man. And I I'm not gonna sit here like a like the bills fans blaming the injuries is the reason they lost i think it's just a reality of it and i think a lot of us saw this uh on the horizon with this thursday night game at least let's be honest man these thursday night games suck nobody nobody's having fun with this you know you 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 go in there and it's like you're getting a banged up product nobody seems like they're uh they 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 uh they're all up to snuff and they're all up to 100 percent. and especially if you have to go out on the road they got to do something if they're going to keep this around with having teams off a bye or, you know, having some type of way where the travel is as limited as possible. But, you know, this was if anybody anybody could have seen this from a mile away that the Dolphins playing Thursday night after that Bills game and the way that Bills game went, that there were going to be some physical issues coming out of it. Um, so. That one is uh, that makes it really, really uh, tough to eat, but it is what it is. They are three and one and uh, we'll try and bounce back against the Jets in 10 days. As far as this one, we'll uh, continue to monitor the health of Tuatunga Valo. We'll be back. Uh, Solano will be back from the Queen City, uh, fresh off of having some Skyline chili. So uh, we'll porpoise pot it up together and uh, get his reaction to what everything was. Uh, boots on the ground in Cincinnati. And until then, everybody, have a great night. And, well, you guys probably aren't listening to this at night. Let's be honest. You guys are probably having a great rest of your day. And the Porpoise Pod will be back with another one soon enough.